Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Wednesday, August 9th. U.S. equity futures are rallying this morning. You have S&P futures up 17 points. That's about 38 basis points. Dow futures are up 95 points. That's about 27 basis points. And then you have NASDAQ futures up 68 points or 44 basis points. In Europe, the major indices are trading better than in the U.S. They're up about 1% to 1.5%. Strong gains in Europe. Most major subgroups are participating in the rally. We're seeing outperformance in banks, basic resources, and energy. Um, Italian banks in particular are doing well. You had the Italian government come out uh, late yesterday and dial back its windfall profit tax proposal. Remember, that was cited for um, a lot of the pressure in Europe yesterday and then some of the selling in U.S. banks. So the Italian government came out and looked calm market jitters. Um, they didn't withdraw completely, but they certainly dialed back, I think, some of the some of the worst case concerns about the size of it. Um, so that's one of the main drivers for equities overall this morning, and that is um, propelling banks higher in Europe, especially Italian banks. Asia was mixed overnight. Here, Japan finished lower. The Nikkei fell by 50 basis points. The Hang Seng rallied 30 basis points. The Shanghai Comp dropped uh, about 50 basis points as well. So not a ton to talk about. That Italian bank story is is probably the main macro um, main macro headline certainly giving a bid to U.S. and European equities. The China inflation figures didn't really deviate from expectations too much. You had the CPI fall into deflation, outright deflation. That was expected. Um, And actually, it did not drop as much as anticipated. And then the PPI remained in deflationary territory, um, but, um, but it's been that way now for a long time. So, you know, I the Chinese inflation figures certainly provide a lot of latitude to the government to ramp stimulus to the extent they want to do that. You know, it's still the same conversation in China with regards to growth and the government. Um, on any given morning, there are a variety of different stimulus pledges being made by various arms of the government. Um, you know, the growth and inflation figures have been underwhelming out of the country for a while. Again, giving um, flexibility to the government to pull various levers it remains to be seen, though. If all these actions in aggregate will um, stabilize growth enough to really kind of make a dent in uh, the current trajectory of the economy, um, no other major economic numbers other than those China the China inflation figures. Uh, a lot of earnings out of the U.S. last night, um, but we're kind of again we're in the very last stages of the Q2 season, so these are mostly small companies. None of them really rise to the level of importance to move the whole market. Um, Supermicro is one to watch, SMCI. It is a tech hardware company. It's a pretty small firm, but they do have a lot of artificial intelligence exposure. So um, the company provided guidance for the September quarter that wasn't perfect, but it's guidance for the fiscal year. So fiscal 24 was nearly a billion and a half dollars ahead of expectations on revenue. I only bring it up because the stock is trading poorly. And I think that underscores the um, just how elevated expectations are for some of these kind of AI attached companies. So NVIDIA reports um, in a couple of weeks on the 23rd, August 23rd. Um, you know, if you go back to NVIDIA's last report, the overall S&P was several hundred points below where it is now. And obviously, AI optimism has played a big role in the recent rally. So um, that NVIDIA report on the 23rd is going to be very important. And, and this SMCI price action sale will be interesting to watch just to, again, gauge the state of expectations for that whole space. Two days after emitter reports, by the way, Powell will be speaking um, at Jackson Hole. So two big events uh, later in August, keep an eye on. 
Um, a few earnings out of Europe this morning, but again, none of them are really kind of driving the whole market. You had this Penn Disney deal last night, which I write about in the piece this morning. Um, Penn is throwing out Barstool, rebranding its online gambling operations with ESPN, paying a lot of money for those uh, for that for that right, about two billion dollars over uh, the course of several years. Um, you know, as far as Disney is concerned, it's it's not really all that meaningful, um, especially given uh, especially in light of the company's kind of current issues. So Disney reports after the close. That will be the last major calendar Q2 report. Um, and then starting next week, you go into July end season. So uh, Cisco, Target, AMAT, um, uh, Home Depot, Lowe's all come next week. Um, as far as Disney is concerned tonight, you know, I think expectations for the media businesses are relatively low. Um, you know, I think the big interesting thing to watch will be if the parks unit, which is underwriting a lot of the restructuring that's happening on the media side of the company, if the parks unit holds in uh, or continues to perform as well as it has been, or if there are any signs of, uh, of softening at the margin, which we have seen from, from some travel companies in the last several weeks. Uh, other than Disney's earnings today, there's really not a whole lot on the calendar. Like I said, we're kind of done with earnings for the most part for the calendar Q2 earnings. So there's only a, a, a few stragglers left to report. No big economic data on the tape uh, that's due out today in the U.S., it looks like the White House will be releasing this new order concerning restrictions being imposed on U.S. companies making investments in China. This has been talked about for months, so it's not new. And if anything, it looks like the final language won't be as draconian as feared. Um, so that was a topic of a Bloomberg article overnight. Uh, and then just one final thing on on autos. So the UAW and the auto industry, GM, Ford, Stellantis, are engaged in a uh, labor negotiation. The current labor contract expires in the middle of September. There was an article on Bloomberg just talking about how if the UA, if the auto companies adopted all the UAW demands, they would see their labor costs spike by eighty billion dollars each. Um, and then there's there's separately the UAW um, you know had very critical comments of Stellantis uh, overnight about the Stellantis labor proposal. So. Just showing how um, contentious those negotiations are right now. We've had a lot of examples of uh, labor friction in the last several weeks, including UPS, Yellow, um, Spirit Aerosystems, and other companies. So this auto negotiation is definitely a big macro issue to watch going forward. And that is everything for today, Wednesday, August 9th. Thank you for listening.